Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. You know, one of my historic heroes is Charles Fort, and he is uh, a guy I bring up often in radio interviews. I quote him from time to time, and uh, he was one of those fellows who just was interested in the weird stuff in life. Um, He was born in Albany, New York in 1874, and he died in 1932 at the age of 57. They think he probably died of leukemia. And Charles Fort, he was one of those guys who was interested in the data that didn't quite fit the rest of the data. So, you know, scientists go out there and they'll they'll do experiments or whatever, and they'll say 98% of the time, this is what happened. 2% of the time, uh, we don't know what happened, but who cares? Let's focus on the the 98%. Well, Fort was interested in that 2%, and so am I. And, you know, what... (laughs) What what's to be discovered there? Because that's where you might have a chance of finding something really new and groundbreaking in that two percent. And so Charles Fort, he traveled all over the world, um, learning about different cultures, and he spent a lot of time just in libraries and museums, especially in London and New York City. Uh, really to uh, his detriment in many ways because uh, most of his life he was impoverished and depressed uh, it, it was you know it's it's always been hard to make a living as a writer for most writers and um, he was no exception uh, so you know he was an odd fellow who just l- loved to stick his nose in the books and the newspapers and you know, back then, you can imagine how much more difficult it was to even tell if what you were reading was authentic or if this was some kind of a fabrication, because all you have is printed words on a page. So, um, but a fascinating guy, and uh, he wrote a number of books that are now classics. In fact, I commend my friend Timothy Green Beckley for having republished some of those books, like The Book of the Damned and uh, Low... Um, so today, sometimes you'll hear people talk about what is called Fortean phenomena, and that is a phrase that directly relates to the work of Charles Fort. Uh, and and you, if you're into this stuff, you've probably seen the English publication, The Fortean Times. And so, uh, when you look at here, you know, online at, uh, say, a typical example of Fortean phenomena, uh, it says here it includes occurrences of uh, things variously referred to as occult, supernatural, or paranormal, uh, like uh, frogs raining from the sky, uh, human spontaneous combustion, uh, ball lightning, uh, poltergeist events, uh, I mean, really even UFOs. I mean, a lot of this stuff that is very common to us today in, in terms of ghosts or UFOs or cryptozoology, um, these are things that 
we're we're used to, but people in the 1800s and the early 1900s, they didn't have that same sort of uh, mentality. Like like there's a singular source that that you can combine all this together, and and a lot of the stuff that he uh, wrote about has turned out to be true. You know, uh, I took meteorology when I was in college, and even then they were they were still saying, well, we're just beginning to confirm the ball lightning is a real thing and 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 now meteorologists accept that ball lightning is real um but anyway i could talk a lot about charles fort the reason i bring his name up is that fort actually coined the term teleportation and uh he he did this just one year before his death in fact uh says here okay well obviously teleportation means this is the definition is the the theoretical transfer of matter or energy from one point to another without traversing the physical space between them and so i think just about everybody you'd stop on the street right now would know what teleportation is but that word was never used until 1931 when he wrote this term that he created in one of his books called low exclamation point l o exclamation point and uh it says he joined the greek prefix tele meaning distant to the root of the latin verb portar meaning to carry and he writes specifically this is a passage he says mostly in this book i shall specialize upon indications that there exists a transportory force that i shall call teleportation i shall be accused of having assembled lies yarns hoaxes and superstitions to some degree i think so myself to some degree i do not i offer the data What what a mindset, huh? So, yeah, everybody knows this word teleportation, and he created it in 1931, not so long ago, really. And now it is actually verified within the scientific community that forms of teleportation exist at very least on the quantum level. I think it has a lot to do with... Um, non-locality and spooky action at a distance and all that stuff you know this sort of idea that two points in space are able to be joined somehow through some medium if you want to call it that that we don't understand and uh, eventually I believe that we will be able to uh, teleport well certainly something like furniture because who cares you know take a take a risk with that i mean can you imagine if you're moving across the country from let's say north carolina to california and uh you have all this furniture what a pain in the ass and how how expensive it is to sort of haul that stuff when you could just teleport it that's probably the first thing that will begin uh we we will begin teleporting when that day comes and then uh, after that, gradually we'll get into food. Um, and then, of course, maybe someday humans themselves. Sort of like, you know, Star Trek. Beam me up, Scotty. Um, 
but we, you know that's a long ways off and and I will tell you that you know I have been in the laboratory before and I have seen the first stage of teleportation I've seen uh, objects sort of vaporize and disappear but the problem is putting them back together again and um, <laughs> that's why you got to be careful or you'll end up in a situation uh, expressed in the movie The Fly, right? You know, where the guy is teleporting himself from one spot to another and oops, there's a fly that gets mixed in and so now he's genetically morphed with this fly and that's where the uh, the horror of it all uh, sort of kicks in. So, yeah, I don't know personally that I'd be in any hurry to do that. I think I would certainly be a willing teleportation subject if I were, you know, pretty old and about to die. I mean, what do you have to lose, right? But uh, anyhow, look, here is why I, I bring this whole thing up today for this particular podcast. You know that next month in August... August 25th, to be precise, that I will be one of the featured speakers at George Norrie Live in Asheville, North Carolina. And Tom Danheiser, George's producer, uh, he talks to me frequently on about a number of projects, and we were talking about this show in Asheville, and Tom said, I think we got to give you some kind of a grand sort of special entrance and uh, I'm like okay and so he started giving me some ideas and we started going back and forth and so Tom said well you know you've made all these headlines recently with this space time warp stuff wouldn't it be amazing if we could somehow teleport you onto the stage you know like you've gone through a wormhole and you just appear and I said uh yeah that would be amazing uh, but let me think about that one <laughs> Well, you know what? It turns out I have a friend. You probably know this if you listen to this podcast. One of my good friends is one of the best magicians in the world, Murray the Magician. He is on the strip here in Las Vegas. And uh, he and I are working on some projects together. And so uh, the other night, I got to meet up with Murray, and we're sitting there having some drinks and talking about this and that, and I said, hey, Murray, I was like, I, you know, I, I, I hate to get some, you know, uh, cur- curbside assistance like this, but I'm going to be doing this event in Asheville next month, blah, 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 and I said, you know, can you think of like a cool way that I could sort of appear and teleport myself on stage, and he goes, oh, yeah, that's easy. And he tells me this trick. He just reveals this entire trick. I even got on the internet after he told me how to do this. I can't find this on the internet. This is something really rare. I mean, he gifted me this idea. uh, Well, more than not, I I guess I should say he, he gifted me the details of how to do this magic trick. And you know what's funny is that I've always been fascinated by magic tricks and illusions because 
when I started early as an investigator, I realized that I needed to know how magic tricks and illusions worked so that if someone were trying to fool me, then it would be easier for me to spot it, right? But uh, I have always been very careful not to include magic tricks myself in anything that I do because I do not want to confuse the public. So, you know, it's one thing if you're hanging out in my living room and it's two in the morning and we're all drunk and I'm like, hey, check this out. And I pull out my magic sack and I remove some tricks and, and you know, we're having fun. Okay, that's one thing. But other than that, I mean, um, I don't perform magic tricks I never have in public and I never intend to because, again, I don't want people to be confused when I come out and I say that I am actually working with real magic or that I am working with something that's truly paranormal, I don't want there to be one shade of doubt in your mind about what you're seeing and whether or not this could be real or if I'm just jerking your chain a little bit here. But that's one of the cool things about this particular type of event, George Nori Live. Um, it's not all serious. Now, like usually when you listen to Coast to Coast AM, it's a pretty serious conversation. But these George Nori Live events are are more for fun and, and entertainment. It's when, you know, everybody gets to like cut loose and just, you know, re- really just... Um, create more of that living room type of environment and that's why like for example when I I attended just as a guest uh, the George Nori live event that he did in Vegas recently and Nori comes out dressed as Elvis with this big crazy looking wig that wasn't was not even properly placed on his head And, and and you know it's like you know you just have some fun just have some fun you get to do stupid like wacky things like that you know George he's telling jokes and it's it's a much more loose comfortable environment and so I'm so basically what I'm telling you is that under any other circumstances I would I would never be performing a magic trick like you know like a stage illusion but in this particular case under these particular circumstances I am letting you know, I'm giving you a heads up, that uh, I am planning to perform a magical teleportation onto stage. Now, I'm not going to say anything else about that, and, and who knows, I have to build some props and stuff, so it might not even work out, it might not even look as good as I'm anticipating. Uh, and, it, and and frankly, he said it was easy, but it's not that easy for me because I have to put myself into a rather weird and uncomfortable physical situation in order to pull this off. But uh, I can't foresee myself ever doing this again. So, uh, and I, I and I do have some other surprises in store for that event, which, you know, we'll get into, uh, well, you'll just have to be there. But anyway... Uh, but I just want to let you know right here, I'm giving you, giving you a heads up, okay? I'm planning on doing a magic trick, an illusion, um, where I magically teleport myself onto the stage at the Diana Wortham Theater in my hometown of Asheville, North Carolina on August 25th, 2018. 
And uh, if this goes off the way it's supposed to, then I just have to thank primarily the great Murray the Magician for sharing this secret with me of how to do this. Because again, I'm telling you, you get on the internet, you can't find this. This is something like Murray. I, you see, I, I didn't know until like I met Murray sort of how the magician business works in Las Vegas. These guys, they get together and they license stuff. You know, it's, it's like, like a magician will come and be like, I want to use this trick. You know, you teach me how to do it. I'll license it. You know, I'll pay you X amount of money, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, there's a, there's a whole industry where magicians do that. So I am honored that I know this trick. I hope I can pull it off. But uh, it's interesting to me to think about how I always loved the work of Charles Ford. And I always knew that he invented the term teleportation. And I feel quite confident that in my lifetime, I will never see actual human teleportation. But the next best thing I can do is pull off a really cool illusion. And so (laughs) that's the plan. All right, that's it for today. Now, don't forget, I'm going to be in Los Angeles soon. I hope that you'll join me in Los Angeles. I promise I will not be doing any magic tricks there. This is going to be real stuff in Los Angeles. And if you want to join me there, I only have a total of 49 tickets available. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, there's no period after the P, joshuapwarren.com, you'll see yellow words at the top of the homepage that says something along the lines of Joshua is coming to Los Angeles. Click that, and if there are still tickets available, you can snatch one of those 49 tickets. Also there at joshuapwarren.com, you'll find the link to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. You can subscribe through various means, or you can just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren and I will usually tweet when a new one is available. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.